The Yuletide TV podcast is hosted by three college friends trying to find the best Christmas TV episodes ever made. That quest can, at times, be frustrating, which is a nice way of saying that this show contains explicit content. We know that might get us placed on the naughty list, but better us than you. Merry Christmas, you old fountain! Merry Christmas, shiny X1! Merry Christmas, Dr. Orpheus! Merry Christmas, Mr. Venture! Merry Christmas, helper! <laughs> Why didn't he wish me a Merry Christmas? Nobody wants a Dean in the box! <laughs> Welcome to the Yuletide TV Podcast, where we rate and review Christmas episodes of television. We're on an elusive search to find the most Christmassy of Christmas episodes for you to enjoy with your loved ones throughout the holidays. Or maybe just by yourself, because not all these are super appropriate. I'm joined. Well, first off, I should introduce myself. My name is Brian. I'm a co-host of this podcast, and it's my week this week to talk about shows. Big Papa Bri-Bri week. hey It's a big week. Big week for the Bri-Bri stands. It is. It is. The Bri Hive. Got a little ripple going. We're, we're in a good shape. We're in a good spot. I'm joined by uh, my other co-host, and we're going to start with John. I'm John. That's me. And Chris. Third time doing this and still trying to figure it out. But, you know, you'll get there. You'll get there, Brian. Why? Hey, man. We hey, support man. We support Brian trying. Hey. I'm on Brian's team again this week. Thank so. you, John. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I oscillate back and forth. That's. I'm gonna I'm gonna be on an island on this one. I yeah. already know. Yeah. I already yeah. feel Dude, it. Enjoy your side of the naughty list, okay? You're not even. <laughs> we're all on the naughty list, okay? But you're just on a different page, man. John and I are on the same page. <laughs> Brian goes out here his his third time trying it, giving it his best effort, and uh, you know we don't we have no choice but to stand when <laughs> when Chris comes after him. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. Brian have 2020. <laughs> John and I are the Venture Brothers, and you're like. He's general hatred. <laughs> He's general hatred. I was going to say Iron Mandible. I don't know what any of these things mean. <laughs> you don't want to be general hatred. Yeah, it doesn't sound like it. I mean, I can use context clues on that one, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's actually not general. It's Sergeant Hatred. Oh, it is not Sergeant Hatred. Ra- He's not even ranking. To really jump right into it, we're talking about the Venture Brothers, A Very Venture Christmas, a bonus episode from season one of the Venture Bros, and uh, it's going to be an exciting time. John seems to have the most history with the Venture Bros. I've watched all of it. I have not. Probably twice. I really like it. I think it's... Oh, I love it. I've gotten only like two or three seasons in, and then I'm pretty sure Chris, based off those context clues, has watched almost none of it. Yeah, a handful of episodes here and there, but yeah, I'm probably... This is this is a show I am not super familiar with outside of that it exists. It actually it eventually starts breaking. So like the it's like a I think one of the first adult swim shows, like in the first run of it, where everything has to be ten minutes and like kind of like non episodic. And then it it breaks from that and becomes this like fucking weird magnum opus. <laughs> well, <laughs> and it's this awesome. is more so I would say phase two or three of Adult Swim. Phase one was when they only had old uh, footage from Hanna-Barbera uh, cartoons, and they would mm-hmm. just dub over that. That's where you get Sea Lab 2021. That's where you get Space Ghost Coast to Coast. It's where you get uh, the other one. 
And this is Ooh. where they started actually producing their own original content. That other one is my favorite. Yeah, the C lab, the C lab one, and Space Ghost. I'm Space Ghost, coast to coast. In fact, that was gonna be my first pick for animated week. I almost did moral oral, <laughs> which is which is, I think this phase uh, where they were just like trying to buy up like anyone who had like anything funny. Like that's how you get like the robot chickens and stuff, but yeah, there was certainly a period of time in Adult Swim's career where they said, "Yeah, we don't give a fuck." Adventure Bros <laughs> is the most polished though, but we haven't even done a summary yet. No, we haven't. Now we're in like podcast body. We're all out of order. This is a ten-minute episode, and it is going to be a very quick summary. The episode, if we're going to just launch right into it, go for it. Is Doctor Venture? worried about the past present and future speaking what he believes is death turns out to be brock sampson right before he thinks he's dead he wakes up from a dream having fallen asleep on a remote control and then he realizes it's christmas day and he goes about thanking everybody and wishing them a merry christmas as he flies about the venture uh, industries compound as rudolph the red-nosed ranger uh reindeer not ranger jesus Rudolph fought in the first infantry of Rangers. <laughs> I was like, is this a Power Rangers thing? It Rudolph, could be. the reindeer ranger. Right. As he's going about thank or wishing everybody a Merry Christmas in true Christmas Carol fashion, he wakes up from yet another dream where it is Christmas Eve. Walking around the compound, he runs into Brock Sampson, his trusty friend and sidekick, who's trying to order presents for Dean one of Dr. Venture's sons. And then it's later revealed that they're having a party. And during that party, the Monarch is going to destroy the Ventures once and for all. By the way, Monarch, favorite character. Uh, Monarch is great. During the Christmas party, Hank and Dean accidentally summon a Krampus from Mr. Dr. Orpheus's spell book. Krampus then comes, punishes the wicked, and then Dr. Venture wakes up yet again to find that they have crash-landed their plane in Bethlehem. And that's the episode. And they saw the holy fires. Oh, that's right. They did see the holy fires. <laughs> so it's just a series. It's a really kind of dumb episode, but it's pretty great. And there's very little continuity to it. It's, it's very funny. It is very funny. It has the early seasons, my favorite early season recurring character, mm -hmm. which is Dr. Orpheus's goth daughter. Oh, <laughs> incredible. <laughs> I, I still prefer Dr. Orpheus himself to his daughter. Oh, she's very, she's very funny. She's great. Oh, don't give me, she's great. I just love the theatrics of Dr. Orpheus. But before we get too far into this, I got to throw it back to Chris. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Brian. Yeah, so as we mentioned during our Mad Men episode last week, this season we're going to be highlighting some other Christmas podcasts you may want to check out during the holiday season. Today we're hearing a little bit about Seasons Eatings from host Glenn Warren. Glenn is a certified baker who dives into the history behind your favorite Christmas foods, and here he is to tell us a little bit more about his podcast. Have you ever wondered why we sing and eat figgy pudding during the holidays? How does the butter letter from 11th century Rome create the perfect holiday dessert? Join me, Glenn Warren, on Seasons Eatings as we explore the history and origins of your favorite Christmas foods. So head on over to SeasonsEatingsPodcast.com to subscribe on your podcast app of choice. 
Well, be sure to follow along with Seasons Eatings wherever you get your podcasts and check them out on their social channels on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Now, let's talk about this episode that I do not understand. Which, uh, John, as much as I want to talk directly to you about everything we love in the Venture Brothers, I want to throw it to Chris. Chris, what'd you think of this episode? Did you have a favorite character? And do you feel inclined to watch more Venture Brothers after this short 10-minute bonus episode? Well, let me start by answering your last question first. No. Ah, fuck. <laughs> I, you know, I like the first two minutes of this episode because I was very impressed with how much, how many references they were throwing to other Christmas specials. You, you know, you start with a Christmas Carol. You have Doctor Venture's heart growing three sizes, like the Grinch. You have the Rudolph. You have one of the younger Venture Bros dressed up like Charlie Brown, even uh, complete with his tree. There's just a lot of fun little stuff like that in there. And then you find out it's a dream. And then, I don't know, it's just kind of a very incoherent and, like, lackadaisical episode to me. Like, there isn't a lot happening that I feel I should care about. (laughs) It's and like I said, it's like when they're still doing ten minute episodes, right? Uh, no, I thought first season of Venture Brothers was uh, still like twenty two minute episodes. I've got oh, a really? trivia here that says that um, just due to budgeting and time constraints, they were only able to make this a different ten minute episode, gotcha. which they slipped into the normal Adult Swim lineup of. 10 minute episodes so this was a 22 minute long animated sitcom uh traditionally but they took this episode broke it down threw it in with i don't know robot chicken yeah i mean sure that's fine yeah i kind of when you were talking i just really like that you're like i liked the parts of it that weren't the venture brothers and then i hated the (laughs) venture brother parts of it (laughs) oh i was the exact opposite not that I hated the Christmas parts of it, but I just loved when it was the Venture Brothers. <laughs> yeah, I, it's Brock Sampson's a formula in himself, man. Mm-hmm. That character is just so funny. I mean, this episode doesn't have consequence, though, and that's kind of what the show excels at, is, like, taking the, like, what would be, like, if you were watching, like, a 60s, like, Batman-type show... And then there's just like they do some like horrible damage and like get in this crazy fight, but every like the next week everyone's like just like and we and we're fine and we're doing it again. That's like the point of the Venture Brothers is like they will remember that Krampus ripped through the wall on Christmas, the next Christmas episode. Like, but they won't because it was another dream. Yes, <laughs> somehow it'll matter that the that uh, the PLO has plutonium though or something, right. you know. Well, okay, so that's can we talk about the ending for a minute then? Because yeah. I was confused by the structure of this episode where I'm like, is so I there's a <laughs> Sherlock episode, the Benedict Cumberbatch Sherlock, where they did a Christmas special. Okay. And the Christmas special, it turns out at the end, spoilers, is happening inside of his mind as he is flying off from the previous season's finale okay and i'm like is that what happened here like did i miss some like when they end up crash landed in bethlehem at the end of this episode like did something happen in the season one finale that would make this 
tie together? No, no they just tend just to go bit. everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> they, <laughs> they just... So, I mean, I don't know how much... Uh, oh, crap. What was the show this is based off? Johnny... Not Johnny Quest. Utah. Not Johnny, Johnny Tsunami. Well, Johnny it's, Quest. It's, Thank you. Johnny it's based. It's based off a lot of things. Like, the, the brothers are... Clearly the Hardy Boys. The Hardy of Boys. Doctor right. Adventure. It, there is literally a Johnny Quest character. There later. is. Yeah. Right. Like, but, I mean... I guess the exoskeleton of the show is Johnny Quest-esque, where they're sure. going around, they're doing kind of almost Indiana Jones-type things. And the original Johnny Quest, it was very episodic as well, without any connection to really the last episode. So that's kind of the thing that's going on here. They just they, they let the show open to bits, and they really don't care, especially in the first season, about having any kind of restraints on what technology or the occult can do, which is where I think it shines. Like it's very real in the show that a Krampus could show up, not just in somebody's dream and go around whipping the wicked (laughs) throughout an episode. Yeah. I don't know where this would fit in because the season finale, Hank and Dean die. True. Yes. Well, maybe when they don't. Don't worry about it. Just the information we have at that point is that they're dead. Correct. So the boys, I felt them shed them all. To, I can't do a Doctor Orifice impression a, like I used. It's a, God it's damn a, it! I don't think that's a tough voice. I used to do it really well. That's what I wanted Doctor Strange to be in the MCU. <laughs> <laughs> if anything, that Cumberbatch Cumberbatch's performance was understated. <laughs> I wanted a more theatrical one as well. That would have been great. That's how I read Doctor Strange comics. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that the same book that Doctor Orpheus used to make Christmas treats is the same book that can summon evil creatures. It's an adult ass party. You need it's some phenomenal. adult ass. You need some adult ass cookies. Mm-hmm. You, you sure do. Be able to get high off the occult. So. One of the things that people love about the Venture Brothers is how much pop culture uh, is just jam-packed into this uh, episode. And I'm looking at like a whole half page of pop culture regarding this episode, this 10 minutes. So if you'd like, I can go through it and take a look at everything, if that's all right with y'all. Yeah, please. Sure. Okay, so you've got a Charlie Brown Christmas. You've got a Christmas Carol. All right. In <laughs> at the end, when the plane is crashed into Bethlehem. Oh wait, I know this one. It's the Bible. No. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, the sign that Brock holds up on the board of the X One has Arabic characters written on it. The characters don't mean anything, but phonetically, it spells Hallelujah. There's a reference to Beetlejuice. There's a reference to Doctor Strange. There's a reference to Excalibur. Frosty the Snowman, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, Wonderful Life, Jingle Bells, The Joker Mobile, Krampus, Miracle on 34th Street, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and the Star Wars Holiday Special. Can anybody guess or remember what the Star Wars Holiday Special reference was? It was something about Life Day. Yeah. Yes, it was the Wookiee's yeah. Life Day. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it also had a reference to 2015 film Krampus retroactively (laughs) starring adam scott (laughs) i think that this show this might be a a controversial statement but this might be the second most christmas episode of television we've watched this season 
this season? Uh, I mean, it's tough because it's really at the front for me. I mean, it is. It's definitely a Christmassy episode. Don't get me wrong. I mean, Christmas party, all the references at the front, and then scattered a little more sparingly throughout. Oh man, that's tough. I don't. I mean, that is a. It's a good point of discussion. I. I don't know. Sell me on it a little bit more. I just think from the start, yeah, like you said, at the top, tons of Christmas cultural references. You know, um, helper the robots dressed up as Tiny Tim. You know, uh, <laughs> Doctor Venture sprouts a red nose or just has a red nose and that took me a second it's like oh no he's gonna die soon when he first started getting that but then he got up and flew around it's like oh no he's rudolph <laughs> it would have been very venture brothers for the episode to be and then he had a nose tumor exactly <laughs> <laughs> you know and then he wakes up from that and that's cool and everything because i wasn't too in love with the first dream within a or the second dream within a dream it wasn't until the christmas party that i thought it really kind of fell into his own especially with dean completely <laughs> rubbing it in everybody's face that he doesn't have presents yet so he's like did anybody forget this christmas present magazine <laughs> if it's from it's a magazine from 1974 yeah <laughs> <laughs> they're just their brains are so broken right and then hank's looking through the christmas closet <laughs> Or through the closet <laughs> Christmas episode, he's like, "I'm just looking for the Christmas movies." <laughs> what are those elves doing to those to that lady? <laughs> They're dwarves, Hank. <laughs> I can't help but compare this episode to our community episode that we did, and it just feels just as jam packed with jokes as the community episode. Uh, I would not go that far. No, no, I, I mean. I think a lot of the reason we like this episode and Chris doesn't is because we're more familiar with the material. Mm-hmm. Like, Chris probably didn't... Chris, like, saw that Christmas party and we, like, just saw, like, random characters that are throwaways and we saw a bunch of characters we're familiar with. That's yes. a good point. Like, in the background, there's Sergeant Hatred, who will not matter for, like, many seasons. But you're like, <laughs> oh, oh, look at that. that they guy. knew that guy hey. existed. Hey, how about that? <laughs> you know? So it's kind of... It's kind of fun. for. It was kind of probably fun for us, but not maybe super fun if you aren't familiar with venture brothers yeah i can see how not knowing the monarch could be off-putting dr girlfriend dr girlfriend is the best it's just like i was about to say dr girlfriend's the best character in this there's so many good characters there's so many of the best characters but yeah it's dr girlfriend is what you can always call your girlfriend to confuse her it's always, <laughs> always a nice thing to do. And then up. you know you've met the one when you reference your girlfriend as Dr. Girlfriend, and then she gets a real manly voice back at you. <laughs> Drops her voice five octaves. <laughs> I can see that that part, like, maybe not aging well. Or, like, doc- people being, like, weird that the character's name is Dr. Girlfriend, but the point is that he's a dork. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, he doesn't know what to do. Like, he doesn't know how to, like, call any of his... He, like, finally has someone who's competent in his organization. He's like, ah, Dr. Girlfriend! <laughs> what a broken, broken man the monarch is. Hey, man. They build on him in the later seasons. He they makes sure sense. Do. He makes sense. He does. Eventually, he makes sense, yes. Yeah. But it holds be- his whole being. I wanted to know more about Christmas in Holland. That got me kind of excited, and then we didn't learn anything about it. Do you want to know more about... Dude, Eastern European Christmas owns. 
<laughs> John, or not, how sorry, do you know Western. so much about everything? The Western Europe. Uh, I'm an only child. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> I grew up with my sibling being the internet. <laughs> so millennialism, baby. I, I like. I'm in that like real special. That real special section where you <laughs> like where like i was a latchkey kid but also had the internet <laughs> so i was just raised by fun facts the like <laughs> the elves in scandinavian countries are very funny though and i'm trying to find some good examples uh, i believe we talked about this oh a little like, bit it's like they steal soup and stuff oh. they like do like really specific things it's like i love the focus of christmas not being on like and then there's a man who gives you everything you want. Here's seven Xboxes, little Timmy. <laughs> and instead being, if you're a shithead on Christmas, an elf is going to come and burn your socks in front of you. <laughs> and back then, people only had, like, one pair of socks. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to be fucking cold the rest of winter. You want that, you little shit? <laughs> Where did, I, uh, man, <laughs> how far did we get away from burning socks to you get a lump of coal, which is just, eh. Well, we're we're soft. We just we descend from different traditions. That's guys, true too. guys, this is where they call him Sinterklaas. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't uh, Google Sinterklaas and then write a le- write a strongly worded letter to the to Holland. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, we could do that. This could be a letters to Holland podcast if you wanted it to be. Get rid of his elves in Holland. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I. This is what we talked. To. Yeah. The blackface elves. Not. Great. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. yeah the 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 elves. Uh, the elves where they like fuck up kids are way funnier than blackface elves. Yeah. <laughs> I did like. I did love that this version of Krampus because like usually Venture Brothers will go kind of over the top violence, like whenever possible. Like I was like, oh, this is gonna be like a blood fight between Brock and Krampus. <laughs> And instead, they were just like he just picked up Doctor Venture, like whipped him with like tree boughs, like very like traditional to the story. Because this was, I think, a little bit before every fucking hipster in the world was like, I don't like Santa Claus, I like Krampus. <laughs> Aren't I original? Let's make a bad movie. That Krampus design, uh, it took me a while, but I've just realized the connection I was trying to make, which is it looks like it's kind of like a proto hormone monster from Big Mouth. <laughs> 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 i did want to talk about it like the from like the moment i watched this episode i love the way venture brothers is drawn it's probably one of my favorite like animated like drawings oh because like the animation holds up incredibly well it's just like the bodies are drawn so like hyper realistic and like so like anatomical mm-hmm. it it is like surprisingly crisp too i mean i i bought the uh standard definition version of this off of amazon and was kind of expecting it to be a little fuzzy and it was it was pretty crisp and it it, it does look good like it's it's it it does a great job of kind of being an homage to that kind of hannah Barbera look and feel with really nice modern touches to give it a little more definition Mm -hmm. and as like the show does a lot of a lot of stuff with like body horror looking stuff so it's really fun for it to uh to have that kind of like hannah Barbera. But like maybe a little more towards realism side of it, and then see them in those like ways. And it, I found I just like when they were like having them float around naked. I was like, this is comforting. <laughs> I felt <laughs> really unsettled by that actually. That's the point though. That's I like know. why Venture Brothers succeeds is like, or like one of the reasons it's fun to watch is just like, you have these like gross fucking bodies that are like all like sinewy. 
<laughs> and that's like what they look like if you were to like draw them correctly. Well, the great thing about the Venture Brothers is how unapologetic it is about everything it does. Yes. With its humor, with its animation, with its lore. I think that's what people really grasp onto in the early 2000s when this came out was like, oh, this is kind of fresh because it's not following traditional norms of what like an animated comedy could be. It just really wants to be what they want it to be. It, in a way, I kind of think it's early Rick and Morty in the same sense. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't give a shit. It's just going to it's going to be the full vision of the creators without a whole lot of influence from corporations. And it's going to succeed because of it. They don't give a shit what people think about it. They're just going to do what they want to do. Yeah. I think it, I think it for sure walked so Rick and Morty could run. Like Mm -hmm. it's, Mm -hmm. I think maybe why they felt so confident going with Rick and Morty besides the names attached to it. And also you have to be so smart to understand venture brothers. Oh, you do. You have to be so, honestly, I have a PhD in it. Yeah. It's so subtle. It's such a yeah, it's such a smart show that I, I get mean, why Chris wouldn't like it. Right, it's right. such a such a smart show. Yeah, I mean, if you look closely, you'll see that the videos that Hank pulls out of the closet are actually parody porns. Oh wow! Of the, yeah, yeah, of the original. Yeah, that did, went right over did, my head. Thanks for pointing you, that out, bro. Yeah, wow. Did you catch that it was Miracle on 69th Street? <laughs> yeah, that. I mean, and you know, like some of the references they're making, like when they talk about, uh, you know, like the PLO and Israeli Special Forces, those exist. Like those are things in the world. You know, maybe mm-hmm. their views on it were like a little backwards compared to modern views, but like. Yeah, those are things. Like, mm-hmm. so it's so smart, and you know, like a lot of the philosophy on the show about like you know, like the dangers of like science. Like, you can't just science something away. Oh, really clever, really clever, really, writer. really ahead of its time. Yeah, really ahead of and its time. and and honestly, then Rick and Morty just get smarter like, <laughs> because of that. Yeah, it, it only. I'm so glad this show existed, so Adult Swim could take a chance on something smarter. Hey, go team venture. Am I yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. That's such a and that's such a good reference. Go oh, team venture. Oh my god. Absolutely. Did you know? I don't know if you guys ever heard of this. This is a deep dive for pop culture, but Hank and Dean are actually parodies of the Hardy Boys. Yeah, we talked about that a little bit, but yeah, that's you know people <laughs> oh, often right. forget. People often forget about people that. Often and, forget, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's good to remind. We should probably remind them again at the end of this episode. Uh, <laughs> just just so we're done talking about it. Just so we, you know, third time's the charm with that stuff. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm mm-hmm. glad. This is the episode. That was probably our most insufferable bit ever. I I love that bit. <laughs> I'm gonna do that bit always. I'm really glad we didn't actually do a Rick and Morty episode this season. <laughs> Morty. Yeah, God, the Rick and Morty episode could has potential for a pretty good podcast episode though. Oh my and it, God. And yeah, it's well, honestly, before Rick and Morty got insufferable in it itself, or at least its fan base. Rick and Morty's still it's still a good show. This it's last really season great. was it was a good it's a good show. It just has like shitheads around it yeah that like don't know that have to grab onto something because they don't have a life it's uh it's very much like when i was when when i was uh well i think this season's better because dan Harmon's not as sad (laughs) but (laughs) or the last season is better it's like rick and morty fans are the people that i grew up with when i would go to like this is, you know what? This isn't a podcast where I get laid from, so fuck it. Uh, like when I, would, when I would like, so growing, growing up, I was like, I kind of like was a pretty out of category kid. So like, I played sports, but I also like did like really nerdy things, and I played a lot of Magic of the Gathering. Oh, 
And yeah. so, like, okay. I grew up, I spent a lot of time, like, growing up in, like, comic book stores because that's where, like, events were. And people that are way too into Rick and Morty are the people that, even when I was, like, 13 in a comic book store getting housed at Magic, I was like, you have never had sex. You were sex. getting Hugh Laurie at Magic? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah, man. Before the internet, it was hard. Before the internet was good, it was hard to be good at TCGs because you couldn't just look stuff up. You had to like know things. It was fucking disgusting. Ugh. Yeah, it's not. Was not for me. If you know me, as a because I am a moron. But yeah, even at like thirteen, I was like, yeah, these guys are never having sex. <laughs> <laughs> and those are kind of like the Rick and Morty fandom in a lot of, or like parts of the Rick and Morty fandom in a lot of ways. And I'm sure all the cool kids that grew up watching Venture Brothers aren't that. If we did a Rick and Morty episode, it would be Story Train, because that one actually references Christmas. Well, so, do, so does the first one. What is that? The one where the Jurassic Park's inside the homeless yeah, guy. Yeah, I would want to do that one. Yeah, with, that's the one with I'm thinking. Giant, that giant actually, Santa. I haven't yeah. seen that one in a long time. Yeah, it's a, it's a, he is Santa. The, it, the homeless man is Santa. Oh. It holds up. Because he's dressed up like Santa when they expand him. Yeah, and if you weren't smart enough to comprehend it that's a yeah. reference to christmas yeah but, santa claus is from christmas <laughs> it's good it's good it's good you know this is part of what this podcast is for you know we we help just like peel back all the layers that these shows give us and then you the audience can feel smarter as well you know that's right. just a service that we're happy to provide for you yeah you know people should really put <laughs> An ear, an AirPod in one ear, as they're going around their holiday parties this season, and just you know regurgitate facts because you know we're, we're still an underdog podcast. You know you mm-hmm. can you can pull a good will hunting in the sense that you're the douche that just regurgitates what he reads in a book. <laughs> we're here to help you be that guy. And the thing about our podcast is that, and you know the reason it is an underground podcast is because you have to be really smart for it. It's just, it's a yeah. really smart, po- it's a really smart podcast. It absolutely uh, it is. We do like hours and hours of research per episode. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I, we, we get that we're, we're underground and you know, we're, we're happy to have a really, sm- we the smartest audience. Bill Nye listens to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, both Bill Nye's listen to this podcast. <laughs> You guys have any good holiday work parties? This is two holiday work parties in a row. We can't even do that. Fuck me. (laughs) (laughs) And if you don't know what a holiday work party is, it's when you go celebrate the holidays with your coworkers. This actually... (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I don't know what holiday work party you're thinking of. Probably Mad Men, because the last episode we did was Best of... Which I guess technically kind of a holiday work party. (laughs) (laughs) I guess... I guess now that I say it out loud. Were they paid to be there on Christmas? (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Three in a row. Yeah. Wow. Wow. They celebrated with good tobacco. (laughs) Holiday work party. I forgot Band of Brothers existed. Did you know that Band of Brothers was about World War II? Yeah. And this is the thing about Band of Brothers that I don't think a lot of people get (laughs) is that it's just so real because a lot those characters are based off of. Uh, based off of real stories. They're, like, only slightly dramatized, too. You know, it's just... It's such a smart take on World War II, I think. 
I'm like trying to decide like have we become too cynical? Or are we just being sarcastic? What is I think we're, we're I think this is it the weirdest a vibe. episode of a show that we watched <laughs> and we're just trying to stretch out as we long just, as we can. We just taking it for a walk. I will say this is the least amount of notes that I have ever written, I think, for an episode. They are about ten lines and my last three notes are Christmas in Holland, Star Wars special, what? <laughs> and, that's, and that's that's where it ends for i don't th- i think it's because there isn't well even in like kind of like longer venture brothers episodes like one thing of consequence happens every 10 episodes mm. kind of like that's sure. like it's very much a telltale game of a tv show if that's like too niche of a reference where it's like you'll do something and you'll get like a notification where it's like hank like and you'll be like oh hank will remember that and then it'll come up seven seasons later. <laughs> but, like, for the most part, it's just, like, trying to make these, like, bits about, like, yeah, what about those, like, you know, all those, like, boy adventure shows that were, like, super popular in the 50s? Bet you they're all fucked up now. It's like, yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, not... yeah you, and you can mine that for endless gold and, like, then have Brock Sampson fight a bear. Great. <laughs> Tremendous or episode. The Chupacabra from the first episode. <laughs> Brock Sampson just fights everything. Let's just leave it at that. Patrick Warburton saying Chupacabra is a very, uh, a very underrated thing. <laughs> <laughs> Actually. If anything, yeah. If there's one episode to watch, watch the episode where they're in Mexico. The One of the very serious attempts at an impression I'll ever take a cut at is Patrick Warburton's voice because it's, it's perfect for animation. Uh-huh. But I have to do, I'm, I don't know if we talked about it, but like in a different episode, but like I have to do Peter as my reset word to like find the voice all right let's hit hit us with it bader bader (laughs) oh there's the second the second one the second one you got there yeah yeah you have to that's the only you have to find it (laughs) that way and it's he talks in such an unusual way that yeah it's a great it's a truly iconic voice i think but that's the only like that's the only that's the word i have to do to find where that voice is you can keep talking in it (laughs) bader bader Peter. That was too high. Now try saying Elaine or Jerry. <laughs> he talks different in that. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it's it's a little bit. You don't need to. I Jerry. Man. No, nah. that was no. Nah. That was, nah, that it. I no. can only do I can only do Family Guy or Brock Samson. <laughs> when he's a real person, it's harder because he doesn't exaggerate. <laughs> <laughs> or I can do Kronk maybe. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> gotta love yourself some Kronk. <laughs> Who doesn't? Oh, the thing! Oh, I can't even do it. It's too deep. It's not deep. My though. boyish that's, that's, voice that, can't. That's where get you fuck it up. You want to go deep, but it's higher, and it's like you start you start saying a word, but you don't actually say it. The problem is too. It's it's a little hushed, and it's a little skeptical too. That's another. Yeah. 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 It's always just a little skeptical. It's like you're always talking on the knife's edge. You start you start saying the P and then you like stop yourself and then it eventually just comes out at the T of Peter. That's how Patrick Warden well, yeah, there. That's how he talks. It's like only the back half of the word gets said when he's animated. Uh we just became a voice acting coach podcast. <laughs> except I'm terrible. Except except none of us can really do it. <laughs> well do we want to do judgments? Yeah. I think it's an appropriate time to do judgments. I'd have a judgment. It's been an appropriate time for a while now. <laughs> yeah, 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 probably. So, uh, 
you know, like we started the episode, Chris, I want to hear what your impressions are first. Christmas classic, pair of socks, lump of coal. You know, I, I'm, I'm going to go with pair of socks on this, I guess. Um, mostly just because I, I kind of just left it feeling nothing. Like, I didn't hate it. You know, I, I certainly did not hate it, but it just didn't really do anything for me. So I guess that's just a way of saying your mileage on this is going to vary. There's definitely some inappropriate parts to it uh, with the Krampus and the parody pornos, <laughs> which may or so may you not. you wouldn't watch it with your whole family is what I'm hearing. Probably, probably not. Probably would not. You, would you watch Mar- Would you watch Miracle on 69th Street, though? With my whole family. <laughs> Depends on who's starring in it. Would you watch Frosty the Blowman? <laughs> Possibly. Possibly. The Rudolph one is very funny <laughs> as well. The cover of it. I don't think he said the name. But, I mean, that being said, there's, like, I mean, it is certainly Christmassy and... I don't know. I guess there's just, like, it doesn't really have an ending. The ending just, like, comes so abruptly and so, like, out of left field for me that I'm just like, oh, okay, I guess that was what I watched. So just a pretty bland pair of socks for me. All right, John? I'm hemming and hawing because I don't think this is, like, an overly good Venture Brothers episode, but it gets credit for being a Venture Brothers episode, (laughs) and I really do dig the show. I think it's maybe too niche, and if we're following the podcast, if we're following what we're supposed to do with the podcast, it's a pair of socks based off that, but my job here has never been to follow formats. It's been to be like, I like this, so watch it, and I, I like it. I think it's really, I think it's really funny if you have like a little bit of Christmas cynicism. We're having a, a lot of Christmas cynicism this uh, this season. Well, and that's, I mean, that's an interesting point to bring up, too, about this episode, though, because I don't think it's really cynical towards Christmas at all, uh, but it doesn't really celebrate it either. Yeah. Well, it's more like, I think it's Christmas for people who are, like, not overly into Christmas or, like, insouciant to Christmas. It's like, you're fine with it happening around you. You'll do the stuff. But, like, you're not going to be like, hell yeah, brother. Like, you're not going to be a dude with the manger set up to put baby Jesus in at midnight. Like, you're just kind of, like, hanging out. Like, you're just like, yeah, I'll go to your party. Like, and I think it's fun for that because it's fun for dorks. If you're a dork, it's a... (laughs) If you are a dork, it is a 12 out of 10 for a Christmas episode. So... It is a Christmas classic for dorks. It <laughs> is. This one's for the dorks. <laughs> we are we're pro dorks. It's it's a dork centric podcast. Yes, it's adorable. If you have not if you've not gained this knowledge by now, we are dorks ourselves, and you really have to have a PhD to understand that when you listen to this podcast. <laughs> you have to have read at least five hundred comic books of our backlog to understand it. <laughs> to understand really. the lore. And then if you think this podcast is selling out, you're right. And <laughs> you really went wrong when by putting female people involved in it. That's the fuck uh, are you talking about? Yeah, what? That's, uh, that's, I was making a Marvel joke. Uh, that's how, okay. I get it. I have I three it. PhDs, John, and I still didn't get that. Well, you're just not smart enough. Fuck. Get, get smarter. I didn't go to college because actually college is a scam. <laughs> Because, like, they just, you just are trying to get a piece of paper to tell you you're smart. Like, you can learn everything you ever needed to know from the internet. Calm down, Goodwill Hunting. 
I think it's just kind of ridiculous that people spend money on it. And, you know, it's all it's all a scam. I know it's really hard and I failed out immediately, but I just think it's a scam. Okay, Dr. Brian, what's your diagnosis? This checks a lot of boxes for me. It's a Christmas classic in my book because I feel like I could watch it every year because it's so short. I feel it's got enough Christmas spirit where I feel like it's the appropriate time to watch it. And uh, it makes me chuckle. I would not watch this with my whole family, but definitely with my brothers. <laughs> and that's all I'll say about that. I think that's kind of where I ended up with the, on a pair of socks too, which is I needed to subscribe to John's rule for the podcast, which is nothing that's 10 minutes long can be a lump of coal. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, we live in, we live in a world where like we're constantly doing nothing for 10 minutes and 30 minutes is too long for anything. <laughs> Vander Brothers almost obligation should have been a pair of socks because fucking 90 minutes but it was that long it was an hour it was a nice hour of television it's a it's a hard hour it's a hard hour <laughs> yeah in a couple different senses but I've never experienced a hard hour before <laughs> <laughs> and if you have four hard hours <laughs> consult your doctor immediately yeah 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 yeah. it's a good bit you're welcome yeah. everybody <laughs> well since john had that great joke i think it's an appropriate time to turn things over to him because he is hosting on wednesday wednesdays what are we doing we're gonna watch uh lucky is american dad he's a dad who can do all the things about christmas it's an episode <laughs> about the rapture it's American Dad. We're gonna watch American Dad. Uh, it's it's the Rapture episode. Chris, what's the title of that one? Rapture's Delight. Thank Hello. you. Uh, I don't know. If you're like really sensitive about your faith, don't listen. I don't want to get a weird comment. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Does that relieve me from co-hosting duties? <laughs> no. Damn you're, it. An, you're an agnostic, a coward's a coward's atheist. <laughs> but I'm so charming and charismatic. I'm excited for this one. One because I've seen it before and I love it, and two because this is the first time we'll be revisiting a series that we've already previously reviewed. And I guess third reason: last time we watched an American Dad episode, we discovered Clute. So. I mean, I can't wait. I can't wait to see what what uh, roads we get to travel down after watching this one. I truly hope we get. It. I know, like, I know we're we're playing with some things for the future with this podcast for the downtime. But if there is a clue, I do hope we can bonus it somehow. <laughs> because clue was a lot of fun, and that movie was actually kind of good. Yeah, <laughs> actually, really good. Yep. <laughs> uh, so join us Wednesday for that. Uh, in the meantime, rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. You know what we do at the end here. But also, don't forget to check out Seasons Eatings, which we mentioned at the top of the episode. We'll include a link to that show in the show notes. So, yeah, share some uh, love this holiday season. Learn about some things. They have a cool episode about wassail. You know? Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Yummy, yummy Christmas treats. So, uh, if you want to tell us about things we should be watching, things we've done you like, things... We've done you haven't liked, which, you know, 
we don't really keep, care as much about that. We were more no. interested in the good stuff, but if you didn't like what we did, keep it to yourself. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, I mean, there's enough bad we're gonna stuff. We're going to delete it anyway, so <laughs> shut up. There's enough bad stuff that's gone around this year. You don't need to contribute to more. Just just the positivity, <laughs> you know? We're the we're the bad boys of Christmas. If you know badder boys on Christmas, keep that to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> But you can always email us at yuletidetv at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at yuletidetv. All that good stuff. We always appreciate a new follower checking us out. And yeah, we hope you're just having a real nice December. Everything's coming together. We hope that your year, however it's been going, is ended on a positive note. And uh, we always appreciate you guys listening. Yeah. 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 So, until next time, I've been Chris. I've been Brian. I am John. We're happy you're still alive. Sure are. I mean, I guess it's glad, but whatever. It's all good. Sleigh Bell Sounds provided by Michael Koenig from soundbible.com and Joy to the World provided by freexmasmp3.com. Fired up. Cool. Welcome to the Yuletide TV podcast, where we rate and review TV episodes of Christmas. Oh, fuck, I screwed that up. Welcome to the Yuletide. Honestly, the best intros that I do is when I'm trying to do my best imitation of Chris. Do an imitation of Chris. (laughs) It's meant to be a template. I mean, (laughs) I kind of do an imitation of Chris, and then I do it, and then I break from it. Oh, exactly. Just start, you just gotta get into that space before you can continue yeah, on. Start being, and then I start mocking it. <laughs>